At the center of today's gospel, Peter asks the Lord Jesus a question. I would suggest that this question helps to reveal the special relevance of his parable amidst the present crisis in the Church. Lord, is this parable meant for us or for everyone? Now Jesus responds not with an answer, but with another question. He does this quite often in the Gospels. He wants Peter to reflect, to examine himself, and to discern his relationship to Jesus and to the other disciples. At the end of today's homily, I will try to summarize what I understand to be Jesus' answer. But for now, I want to observe that Peter's question prompts Jesus to fill out the story of the parable with some additional details. Up to that point, this was a story featuring two distinct classes of people, the master and the servants. The servants are waiting up late for the return of their master from a wedding feast. As the night stretches on, drowsiness will set in, and with it the temptation to abandon the watch. The servants must keep their lamps burning and continue to remain awake, ready to open the door at any moment. Now, I would suggest that this part of the parable is for everyone, for all the followers of Jesus. Jesus summons all of us, all of his servants, whether we be the lay faithful or whether we be bishops, priests, deacons, religious, to vigilance. We must wait. Now, waiting is difficult for us, perhaps even more than it was for previous generations. Either we become bored and we try to entertain ourselves, or we become anxious and we try to make ourselves useful in the meantime. But true waiting is neither bored nor anxious, but vigilant. How do we learn this vigilance? By girding our loins and keeping our lamps burning. Now, what does this mean? To gird oneself is to fasten one's clothing with a belt. It is to prepare for action, to prepare for work. We monks gird our loins with leather belts to gather in the fabric of our tunics so that it doesn't impede us. And St. John Cashin and the other monastic fathers interpret this girding of the loins as the mortification of desires. This is how we discipline our desires, how we become virtuous. The torches that we are called to keep burning we could interpret as the light of knowledge throughout the scripture. Light is uh, symbolic of, of knowledge. So we need both virtue and we need knowledge in order to wait faithfully for the Lord's coming. Now, at this point, Peter asks his question, and Jesus continues the parable by introducing a new character. This is the character of the steward. Now, what is a steward? We know what a servant is, but what is a steward? He is a person employed to manage another's household. And again, we monks have an analogy to this in the person of the cellarer that St. Benedict uh, 
requires in the rule of, 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 uh, that, that uh, he wrote. One of his most important duties is to give the brothers their allotted portion of food without condescension or delay. But although he controls the purse strings and he opens the bread box, the cellarer is still a servant, and he is not the Lord. He has to remember this, and this also is clear from St. Paul's teaching in 1 Corinthians 4 when he describes the special role of the apostles. He says, This is how one should regard us, as servants of Christ and stewards of the mystery of God. Again, we have the role of steward. But the order is important. First we have servants, then we have stewards. And this is a model for all who who are given authority in the Church. They are first and foremost servants. Paul goes on, It is required of stewards that they be found trustworthy. Now the word Paul uses here is the same that Jesus uses in response to Peter's question. Trustworthy, faithful. Stewards must be found faithful in exercising the authority bestowed on them by the Lord. They must not give in to the temptations of power and abuse their privileges or their fellow servants. They must not lord it over their fellow servants, like the rulers of the Gentile, whom Jesus critiques elsewhere in the Gospel. Instead, stewards must imitate the self-abasement of the Lord Jesus himself, who came not to be served, but to serve. And this is why the master, when he returns from the wedding feast, girds his loins for work, and he serves his servants. So, in light of these two sections of the parable, and the introduction of this new character of the steward, how should we understand what Jesus is saying to Peter and to us amidst the present situation in the Church? I would suggest to you that his answer is something like this. Peter, this parable is meant both for you and for all. Like your fellow apostles, You are the stewards of the mysteries of God. This means that you know my will, and you must make preparations for the entire household in accordance with my will. You have a special role in distributing the food of salvation, of confirming your brethren in the faith. Because I have entrusted you with much, I will demand from you still the more. But Peter, you are also my servant the servant of the servants of the Lord. Like all my servants, you must be vigilant, because I am coming soon. I want all of you to to be prepared to open the door when I come and knock. Blessed are those servants whom I find vigilant on my arrival. I will gird myself, have them recline at table, and I will proceed to wait on them. So, Peter's question could become ours. Is this parable meant for us now or merely for the end of the age? I would suggest it is meant for both. Even now, during the Liturgy of the Word, our Lord has been making his way back into the midst of his household, 
back into the midst of his servants. All of us gathered here this morning are his servants. We have been waiting for him. Let us open the door of our hearts, recline at the Eucharistic table, and allow him to wait on us.